and ready to roll with another episode of the Shutdown Inning Podcast. This could be episode 29. This may not be episode 29. It could be a different episode. We'll soon find out. But Steven Rizzotto here along with Tyler Hall as always. Tyler, what's going on? I'm very excited for this podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Yeah, dude, we've been uh, kind of teasing it for a while. So glad we can finally, you know, get it, uh, get it recorded. But uh, yeah, you know, I've been looking forward, looking forward to it as well. So uh, yeah, let's get to it, you know? Yeah. So for those that don't know, and I'm sure a lot of people that are, are very loyal listeners, uh, all five of them, no, um, our very loyal listeners, um, might have seen that we were recently at a Savannah Bananas game about a half a month ago in Sacramento, California. The Bananas, of course, are doing a world tour and they're all over the place. They're in Georgia. They're, of course, out of Savannah, Georgia, but they've recently been going kind of everywhere. And they had a week in California where they hit up Fresno, they hit up San Jose, and we were very, very lucky enough to hit up the Sacramento Um this the Sacramento game and uh it was a blast we kind of had it on our radar for a little bit we do want to shout out a very special person our friend from Twitter snot rocket 40 Tyler yeah absolutely you know uh we'll just refer to him as as snot rocket 40 or or maybe the rocket uh or something but just to keep his uh identity you know under wraps but yeah you know thank you very much for the invite you know he reached out to us pretty much right when he got tickets and asked if we'd want to go said he thought it would make an interesting episode we definitely agree it it was a, an awesome time so thank you for the invite and for thinking of us uh to enjoy that uh, uh show with because you know they don't call it a ball game they call it a show yeah it is a show it is a show and by the way snot rocky reached out to us the day we announced the podcast so he had faith in us from the beginning so like I like that's pretty pretty awesome to uh to, to recall that we've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, I mean basically one of the first messages I got about the podcast when we announced it was him asking if we wanted to go to a bananas game or bananas show. But yeah, I mean I think that's the first thing uh, first of course is thank you again uh to Mr. Snot Rocket uh for inviting us and then you know the first thing that i noticed was you know when you when you're getting emails about you know the banana the bananas coming to town it says the show starts at it doesn't say first pitch or the game and and the show starts i think it was an hour and a half before first pitch um so i mean that kind of sets the tone right there that you're you're gonna be seeing a show um but coming i guess kind of before the game steven like what was your mindset what were you where was your head at coming to this uh to see the bananas so i and like that we 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 do have to shout out the bananas for being a very good social media presence they you know that's kind of how it caught my eye was seeing them on tiktok and seeing them on instagram and twitter um i had known a little bit about them before um but i've never seen a real game a real full game of banana ball and I, I kind of, you know, before before coming to the game with you, I, I kind of refreshed my memory on what the rules are, uh, learned some of the rules. Um, but from the second, like, I walked into the parking lot, I knew that it was going to be a different atmosphere than a regular baseball game, than a regular big league or minor league game. 
Um, and I also realized that there's a lot more diehard banana fans than we give credit to. Um, the amount of people that knew the players, that knew the acts, that knew that had merch already, people that have been following Banana Ball in Northern California, uh, have been watching the streams of them in Georgia, on the East Coast, you know, in the, the middle part of the country. Like, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them that have followed it from the beginning. Uh, so my expectation was that it was going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I had kind of, you know, I had expected baseball, right? You know, kind of along the lines of baseball. But I don't think I expected, you know, the, you know, and, and probably not a good idea. I probably should have expected the theatrics. But I didn't expect that many theatrics. So it was really cool. And I, I think that's a cool part of what they did. Because right when we got in there, right when the gates opened, stuff was already happening. Yeah, I mean, even before the gates opened, uh, but I do want to re reiterate, you know, we went out to lunch before and I saw people, you know, in down the the ballpark in Sacramento's across the river in, in West Sac. So we had lunch downtown and we were bumping into people near the arena downtown where we were having lunch in bananas gear. And I was like, oh, have you been to a game before? And they're like, no, we just love the bananas. Mm -hmm. We can't wait to see them in person. So the anticipation for a lot of people was definitely there. Um, but yeah, so, you know, we got to the ballpark and as I mentioned, the, the, like the theatrics started even before the gates were open because we get in line and all of a sudden the seas kind of splits and all of a sudden the players come walking through, you got the whole team, you got Eric Burns running around in a blazer and a bright green hat. You got a guy on stilts, you got Hunter Pence riding by I mean, it, they and then they all stop on a stage and they do like a dance routine for everybody before they even open the gates. I mean, it was something to see from basically the moment you get into the parking lot. Yeah, and they make the like the merchandise like very accessible. Like there was mm -hmm. like, three or four or five of, you know, five merchandise stands and, um, you know, you got a bat for Hunter, right? Um, or a ball for Hunter um, that uh, he's going to. Or your son, I shouldn't have said yeah. it, again, but uh, your son, you got a you got a ball for your son, and I got a shirt, um, and a hat, and um, you know it, it was so many places we could get gear for the bananas, and you know when when they walk by, they walk by. There's a band. There's actually a banana band, yeah. right? Yeah, they have like a Not marching old. band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're playing their instruments and everything, and uh, all the players were dancing. And the first thing I thought about was like. Some of these guys may have played professional baseball and they did not get this experience in professional baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. And, you know, some of them definitely did play some, some professional baseball and this was completely different than any kind of professional or even non-professional game I've ever been to. It's just kind of, you know, I guess the one, you know, one of the major things that has go the bananas have going for them is there's nothing like them out there. And even, you know, some people, when I told them we were going to the game, they're like, oh, it's like the Globetrotters for, for baseball. And it's like, well, to an extent, but you can't script a baseball game. You can't say on this pitch, you're going to hit a home run. You know, it's nice to dream and you could like try to groove one, I guess, but you can't script who's going to win a game or what's going to happen on any specific play just because of the elements of how baseball is. Yeah, that's something that I I think we mentioned on prior podcast episodes was going in, you know, because the Globetrotters never lose. 
And the Bananas, I think they have, what, three or four opponents that they play. And on this particular night, they were playing the party animals. Mm -hmm. And, like, the party animals, like, they're playing, they're they're acting. Like, I mean, the party animals could have won. I mean, I think they put up some runs on the board, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, so so it's it's like you said, you can't script anything in baseball. It just doesn't work. We try we see people try and do it uh, in front offices and managerial positions. It doesn't always work. It works to an extent, but doesn't always work. Um, and for the bananas, like, you know, the fun does kind of mirror what the Globetrotters do, but. You know, it's it's a little bit of a different different animal. But like from the minute we got in there, like there was stuff going on with people getting picked out of the stands and you know doing some competitions. And you know, from from that point on, I knew that it would be a pretty cool cool event. Yeah, I mean, basically, right when you get in. So yeah, we did the you know the parade for the players. Then they let you in, and and the whole thing is general admission. I think, you know, for those luxury suites or whatever, you had to buy those. But I think they said like 95% of the seats are general admission. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's kind of in a scramble to find where they want to sit. Uh, you and me and our friend Bryce, we ended up, what, 10 I... rows behind home plate. Yeah, shout out to to Bryce. Thanks for hanging with us for the whole night, man. But uh, so, yeah, well, we ended up with great, great seats. Yeah, unbelievable seats. And that those are, you know, that was the highlight. That was one of the highlights because we could have easily been stuck somewhere. But uh, you and Bryce kind of went ahead. I so going back a little bit when I got my merch, I had to go back to my car to drop off the merch in there. And it was like 95 degrees. And I ended up getting stuck near the very back of the line. Uh, So then once the line started moving, I kind of caught up with them and once I got to the seats that they said they were at, it was incredible. Literally right behind the plate, a little bit over on the on the first base side, but like incredible seats. And um, like general admission could oftentimes get like very sketchy with the way people try and like pull off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people are mean about general admission. Like they race to the spot or maybe it's just strategy. I don't know. Um, and uh it ended up being it ended up being great seats, and we were in position to make a play. I brought my glove. You brought your glove. We were ready to make a play. Yeah. So the great great transition there, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> you know one of one of the coolest I thought you know rules of banana ball was if a a fan catches a foul ball on the fly, the batter is out. So I saw more gloves there with what. 13 14,000 people and I've seen it a sold out major league game in a long time. Everyone wanted to be part of the action. And if, you know, if they we saw I think two foul balls get caught um and when they when you catch a ball, they uh, the, in between the next in, half inning, they pull you down onto the field, introduce you to the crowd, you get to take a little bow. Uh if you make a catch for the bananas so if you catch like a party animals ball they basically treat you like a celebrity like you're a part of the team for that half inning uh i thought that was that was pretty cool we like we were close we were probably within 20 feet of a couple of them yeah the the lady a few a few rows in front of us got one she just stuck her glove up and she caught it um and they brought her down but no that that's just an unbelievable um feature and one thing is is it gets everybody paying attention to the game at all times like I was on my phone occasionally. You were on your phone occasionally, but we were not glued to our phones and we saw nobody around us glued to their phones like they would be in a big league baseball game. 
uh, because there's just so much going on. And not to say that there's not a lot going on at a big league baseball game. Of course, the pitch clock has helped a lot of things. But there was less opportunity for us to be on our phone. The dead time was just non-existent. Like, there's one time where a guy got forced out at second, a runner got forced out at second on a play, and he's running off the field. And as he's running off the field, the next pitch is thrown. So like everything's yeah. happening quick. They got a two hour time limit on games or whatever it was. And um, it flowed really well. I never thought that anything was rushed, um, but the glove part of it was really cool because everybody kind of got to be involved. And I think that's what we crave as baseball fans is getting involved and maybe not necessarily like being a part of the outcome of the game, but more so being involved in, you know, the, you know, the, mark your presence per se right yeah for sure um yeah i thought that was really cool and you know we'll kind of touch on on it a little bit later but it definitely kept everyone involved but also the, the kids loved it i mean there were so many kids there running around with gloves having a freaking blast it was it was really awesome to see and i think having the glove and you know everyone having a chance to potentially be involved is a big part of that and it's a gateway. Um, it's a gateway. I kept saying this banana ball. It's, it's fun. And the, the, the people that even aren't into baseball, like this could get them involved into like actual baseball. Right. It's a yeah. gateway. We often hear about like, um, you know, fans who experience their first, you know, everybody has their first experience with baseball. And I think it would be so much fun if somebody's first experience with baseball came from a Savannah bananas game. And if yeah. they watch a Savannah Benes game and they fall in love with the game and they see some of these former players that come back, I think it will highly intrigue them to want to play, to want to play baseball and to want to watch baseball, right? Cause the bananas are just during the summer. Um, and during the spring, we might see more of them or we might see more kids trying to get into baseball as a result. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds or thousands of kids across the country now who's since the the bananas have played pretty much everywhere this summer. You know, I'm sure there's dozens, hundreds, thousands of kids now whose first exposure to live baseball was a Savannah Bananas game. And I think that'd be really fun. You know, in their mind right now, baseball is a lot of fun. And it is even if for the, you know, regular baseball, but it just kind of starts off with a spark, I think. Um, and, and another thing they are really good at speaking of, you know, banana ball to major league baseball is they bring back a lot of ex players. I mean, they have, uh, Eric Burns is a big part of the bananas. Uh, he likes to, to get out there with them as much as he can. And they usually have a special guest or two. Uh, and we mentioned a little bit earlier, Hunter Pence was one of them, uh, for the bananas in Sacramento and also, uh, former Oakland A Josh Reddick was also there. And at one point, the bananas outfield was Burns, Reddick, and Pence. <laughs> yeah, and I do feel bad a little bit for 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 Josh Reddick. Uh, he didn't really get the fanfare that Hunter Pence and Eric Burns got, um, but it was entertaining. It, it was entered, and I don't know about you, but I love seeing this stuff with former players coming back. I love watching, and we have old timers game at the Yankee Stadium coming up soon, I believe, and Jeter's playing. And we like I, I I like watching retired Hideki Matsui hit a second deck home run at Yankee Stadium, <laughs> right? And I think the Giants should do should do old timer stuff like that because uh, I like seeing what retired players have. I like watching you know Ryan Howard mash in the celebrity uh home uh celebrity softball game during the All Star game week, um and 
you know, people like to see guys like Pence who are highly energetic. And by the way, just side note, there's nobody better for the <laughs> bananas than Hunter Pence. Like that yeah. was that was a match made in heaven. Um, he is a hundred and ten percent a guy that that made total sense to come in and play that game. And and Reddick is too high energy guys, both of them. Um, and Burns is like high energy probably is an understatement for him. And he's been a part of it last summer too. Um, but just the way that it happened, like it was themed just for Pence. Like he came rolling in from the left field corner on a scooter and we're like, there he is. There's Hunter Pence. And you know, the bat boy flipped him his helmet and, uh, what did he do? I think he grounded out in his first at bat. Yeah. First at bat, he grounded out, but he actually ended up hitting the the walk-off win. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in like the fourth the fourth inning um another part of banana ball there's like nine or ten rules where it's different than baseball and we're just kind of hitting the ones that come to mind right now but one of the rules in banana ball is every inning is basically worth a point so if you have the most runs for that inning you get a point so if you even if you lose an inning seven to nothing you're not down seven nothing you're down one nothing um uh yeah but uh so pence had a you know so one thing that's cool and you know the bananas are always the home team i guess that's their one advantage kind of like the the globe charters have a lot of advantages the bananas are always the home team so they always know what they need to do in an inning but you know they uh you can have you could have nine walk-offs in a game if you want and they celebrate every walk-off like it's a walk-off victory i I think the bananas had a walk-off in like the second inning and they are you know jumping up and down at first base on the guy who got the hit um and they did the same thing with pence who got his walk-off hit in like the fourth and it ended up being the walk-off for the game which we'll get to a little bit later um but yeah you know pence born for the bananas man i mean high energy eccentric just out there to have fun you know, some of the other celebrities they've or uh, former players they've gotten in other stops that make a lot of, you know, they've had PV, Zito, uh, Johnny Damon was just, just got out there uh, over in, uh, I think they were in Connecticut or something. So up and in those are the, all good these. fits for it. Like those yeah. are every single one of those guys, like the Damons, the PVs, the Zitos, like it just make like you go, oh, they're playing for the bananas. Like that makes sense. It's like different from a guy like, you know, I don't know, A-Rod going in there and playing or, or Jeter or uh, some of these guys that have been serious throughout their career. Zito, kind of the free spirit. PV, kind of the free spirit. Uh, Damon, you know, I kind of see him as a guy that was a competitor, but very fun. And they have fun with it. They have a lot of fun with it. And um, I think Reddick might have also been a suspect of a guy catching a, a ball, uh, if I'm not mistaken, and getting him out in the stands. Uh, I remember him standing there with his hands on his hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pence might have too. I think someone caught a Pence ball too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, the funny thing is like when a ball goes up in the air and it's in the crowd, all nine players on the field, plus the batter and the umpire, oh, we got to get to the umpire. We'll get to the umpire. <laughs> it's like all, everybody looks like, you know, if it's a foul ball in a big league game, it's like, give me the new ball, you know, let's go. Everybody's so attentive on these foul balls and the umpire Tyler. Yeah. the umpire. That was great. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be ready to make a, a play or a call at any time. Like you said, even a foul ball, but I mean, he's out there. He's, he's 
got dance routines in between innings. He's he's twerking on home plate. I mean, high energy guy. Obviously, a very very funny individual to be a banana. We were, I, we were even talking during the game, like how do you become a bananas umpire? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, if you've seen any bananas clips on like TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you've definitely seen uh, their umpires in in action. Um, and this is a guy with thousands of followers too. Like he's got a social media presence. The party animals guys, they have social media presence. Everybody on this team has a social media presence and major league baseball needs to take notes on how they can market their, their players the way that these guys do. Cause it's insane. The amount of content that they put out, they, they market themselves. It's, it's a really cool thing. And, um, there's probably a few different umpires that switch in and out, but I think we got the, we got the good one for this one. And also there's one point, one of the base umpires, like tried, um, there's fans that ran on the field and we couldn't tell if it was an act or not. We're sitting <laughs> like, is this part of it? Is this like, and we thought this for something else that we'll get to in a second, but we're like, is this part of the, the act? Uh, but I don't think it was like somebody had run up to Hunter Pence and right field. Um, and, um, like we, we just couldn't tell if it was an act or not. So I think yeah. that's, that's the cool thing about it too. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, so do we get to the the next thing that we yeah. thought was part of the act? So it's like what the about the fourth or fifth inning, it's starting to get a little bit dark in Sacramento. So the lights come on and all of a sudden in between innings, the lights just shut off and yeah. everyone's kind of like looking around going like, what's going on? I think they waited a few minutes to see if the lights would come back on, but they didn't. And they basically played, like, yeah, they yeah. Played like maybe an inning with, so the ones in center field were on and the scoreboard was on, but the the lights around the stadium above the stands on the third base side and the first base side and behind home plate, they were off. And I had realized I was like, God, you know, those lights aren't on. Um, and, um, and it was getting really dark and they tried to squeeze as much baseball as they could possibly squeeze. And then, like, we saw them kind of conjugating on the side. Like, this seems pretty serious. And I think you were the one that was like, oh, it's part of the act. It's part of the act. I was like, I think the lights are genuinely off. But it was weird. Yeah. Yeah, so the light, you know, they finished that one inning they were in. And then they basically said, we're going to wait until the lights come back on to keep playing. Uh, and, like, First I, like we might delay. Yeah. Bananas. Yeah, I mean, historic, historic event for the Savannah Bananas. Um, and yeah, so we waited for, I want to say it was probably about a 35 or 40 minute delay. 100%, they, yeah. Everyone did a pretty good job on the field of trying to keep everyone entertained. I think some of the acts and dances and choreographed stuff they do, uh, usually during play, they kind of brought out at one point, I think was it one of the bananas was tap dancing at home plate. They had like a tap dance board they brought out for them. Uh, they were trying, they were definitely giving it their all to keep everyone entertained while we didn't have any ball to watch. Yeah, it was really dark. They would not have been able to play. And, um, you know, they were taking their shirts off. They were waving their shirts. They were doing everything possible. And like some people did leave. Um, and, and the seats kind of did empty up a little bit, which was tough. And, um, and I think afterwards they had mentioned that it was the only game that had finished, um, with an empty seat, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know where I heard that, but, uh, and, and there's a reason behind it because, you know, a lot of people don't want to wait 
30 minutes for a light to, you know, lights to turn back on, but they did, they definitely tried to get it entertained and everything. And the way that they did it, um, you would think that they're like prepared for something like this, but obviously they might not have been, um, they definitely weren't, but I know, uh, it, at first, it was maybe like, oh, God, this is a Sacramento problem. But um, yeah, I mean, you, you've laughed at me several times. I was I was pretty upset as far as how the optics looked as like Sacramento, because I've always thought Sacramento would have been a great major league baseball town and still <laughs> could be. But I was like, great. Like we have the Savannah bananas in town and they can't even keep the lights on for that. Uh, it turned out it was like a PG&E issue. There were other businesses locally that uh you know couldn't uh, that also lost their power so it wasn't like uh, the ballpark can't handle a sellout crowd kind of thing it was a pg&e terrible thing but yeah and i have a picture on my phone and i won't share it here but if you want to dm me um of tyler just so he had the end seat and it, it looked like he was on the verge of tears. <laughs> oh, I was never on the verge of tears. <laughs> he looked, he was looking straight forward and he had his, he had his, he had his hand on his face and he was like. Well, it's it. also because like, we didn't know if there was going to be more baseball or if yep. the lights were going to come back on. We weren't, I mean, they didn't know. So how are we going to know? And so, yeah, it was just kind of like a cool, let's see how long this goes kind of thing. And eventually the lights did come back on. Yep. There's a chance for me to get my glizzies too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You made a glizzy run for sure and hailed those things. And, hailed. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So the lights come back on, everyone's stoked. Uh, you know, more banana, the clock starts again. They pause the clock. Cause like Steven mentioned, two hour games. Uh, so luckily the, the, t the delay didn't eat into our banana ball. Uh, but what did eat into our banana ball was exact right when the first half inning back ended. So did the lights again. Yeah. yeah. And this one was like the first outage was like kind of gradually because like it was still getting dark. So a lot of people didn't notice it at first. This one, it was already dark. And when the lights go off and it's already dark, like <laughs> everybody just kind of went, Oh, and then that's when people got up and, and started heading for their seats. And like at that point, like the people that are in charge of this stuff, they understood what was going on. And, and they said, hey, we're not going to come back from this one. <laughs> yeah, they basically yeah. announced like, hey, you know, we don't want to, but we're going to have to cancel the, the rest of the game. Uh, obviously, they're not going to postpone it because they need to get on to their next stop. Uh so they, you know, they mentioned, you know, thank you all for coming out. I get they do this every game, I believe, but you know, they announced they were gonna do like basically a meet and greet on the concourse uh outside of the stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, and so everyone was kind of bummed. Everyone still just kind of hung out. Everyone that stayed had hung out kind of just like confused in their seats for a few minutes, and then everyone kind of started making their way out to where all the players were. Yeah. And it, that was cool because, you know, that's something, again, that would never happen in baseball just because of the high profile, you know, players that these guys are. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just we walked out of, of, on the plaza and, you know, there's a guy standing here. There's a guy in this corner. There's another guy in this corner. There's a party animal on this corner. There's a coach here. And um, yeah, the marching band was back out there and they did like another dance routine on the lawn in front of the field and. That's right. The marching band was back. Um, and uh, I looked at you and I looked at Bryce and I said, we got a podcast to shut down inning. We got to go out there and like market this thing. 
So um, we had we kind of started going around, and I think the first guy that we hit up, uh, it was like Stephen, go get this guy, get him, talk to him, talk to him, and like he was done talking. To him. And finally, I went up, and it was the coach, uh, one of the coaches on the team, and kind of plugged the podcast, and he was more than excited to uh to share or to to possibly uh, come on. So um, I don't want to spoil too much. Um, yeah, but um, you might might be hearing from this individual sometime soon on the shutdown. Yeah, and, definitely, definitely. Um, but yeah, what I thought was really cool was you know and we did we talked to quite a few guys, but we kind of, we always made sure to kind of hold lay back until the kids were kind of out of the area. You know, let them get in there, get their photos, get their autographs, and that's where it was really cool just to see like that's where it really clicked for me that what they're doing is great for baseball because there were kids you know, the game just got canceled. They didn't get to see a whole game and they are having the time of their life just running around, getting to meet these guys and get pictures and like record TikTok dances with them and all kinds of stuff. I mean, everyone I saw was having a blast, even though we saw about half of a half of a show. And the kids knew the names of the players. We had to Google them. Every guy we went up to, we were like, what's his number, Tyler? Like, <laughs> check this guy's number. We had to walk to the back of him to check the number. And these guys all knew the players. They're like, hey, uh, you know, this guy, they knew him. And yeah. like in baseball, like you just don't, you don't necessarily know. Uh, I know for sure. I don't know every player on the team, like on, you know, obviously I know every player on the Giants, but if I'm looking at the Braves roster, you know, I know the stars, but I don't necessarily know everybody on the roster. These kids knew everybody. Um, yeah. And and that was like the most impressive thing to me when I when I was watching all of that unfold. Yeah. Like you said, baseball could definitely take a page out of the bananas book on how to, you know, promote your players and make them uh, popular amongst the fans. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the guys we talked to were super nice, too, and chill. And we just be like, hey, man, you know. And most they all of them said they've never seen anything like the double power outage before. Uh, obviously, as Steven said, it was the first light delay in bananas history. Um, you know, they mentioned to, rainstorms, they mentioned uh, yeah. storms, but they had never mentioned a light like not that's never happened. Yeah, storms have happened, but none of the other stuff happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and everyone was super nice. We talked to a few of them, you know, bananas and party animals. Quite a few of them had like you know gotten drafted and played some levels of professional ball um but then you know probably the most interesting character we met was about two and a half times taller than anybody else in the area steven yeah so we uh like we kind of mentioned that we were we were going line to line and each guy kind of had a group of people that was around them trying to wait for them and the biggest line was that of uh, and if you if you watch the bananas on social media, you know about the guy on stilts. Uh, and he had the biggest line. I mean, it was filled, and we're like, okay, we're not even gonna go over there. And we ended up talking to one of the team employees. Um, shout out to Renee, who gave us a lot of great information about what the bananas do. Uh, and at the end of our conversation with her, we look over, and there's not a lot of people in stilts's line. So we're like, okay, this is interesting. Let's you know, let's. Let's go over. Let's kind of do our thing, plug ourselves, introduce ourselves, talk to him for a second. Um, we get over there and uh he was very nice, took a selfie, took a selfie with us, took us by the way, I don't think I told you this, but he took a selfie of himself on my phone too. So okay. I've, 
I have a picture on my phone where it's literally just stilts. So nice. can we take a picture? And then, you know, he, he ended up taking a picture of um, just himself. So I think that was, that was pretty funny. There it is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, well, yeah, yeah, what's really cool about his selfies that he takes for the fans is, you know, he's like 12 feet tall. And so he takes it and you're like, you look like a little kid standing below him, no matter how tall you are. Uh, and, and just throw it out there. He, he goes by stilts, but it's uh, Dakota Albritton. Uh, and like, like Steven said, super friendly guy. He chatted with us and, and I was wearing my catcher's mitt because we all were wearing our gloves. And he was telling us how disappointed he was that he didn't get to pitch for us tonight because to it was the in. largest crowd. Yeah, he was supposed to come in. And it was the biggest crowd that the bananas had ever had because uh, Sutter Health Park, I think is what it's called. I always call it Rayleigh Field still, but it's a pretty good sized AAA ballpark. And so I jokingly said, do you want to throw, do you want to get a bullpen in then? And he said, yes. He said, yes. Yeah, no, it was so epic. And uh, I, I look at Tyler and, and Bryce is there too. And we're like, oh, Really? And, you know, he still had some people that he was like trying to sign for and take pictures for. And um, the funny thing is, like, we kind of followed him. And by this time, the lights were back on in, inside the stadium. So that's pretty funny. Um, every time I tell that story, everybody always goes, I thought the lights went out. No, they came back on at the perfect time. Uh, and we were still kind of down from what happened. Like, you know, damn, the lights went out. And, you know, this guy wants to play catch with Tyler. Tyler's got his catcher's glove. And, um, the funniest part about it is that these guys, you know, one by one, they were kind of going back inside the stadium. We just like went right behind stilts and the security guards never even batted an eye. Not yeah. once. Yeah. I guess when you're with stilts, you can go wherever you want, uh, or just pretend like, like you're we were with him. Yeah. You just pretend like you are, I guess. But yeah, he marched us right in past the gates through the front gates of Sutter health park and he down so this. Yeah, down. Yeah, I mean, he's walking. His legs are moving at the same speed as ours, but he's getting obviously a lot more distance on those steps. Um, and yeah, walked us right down the the ramp to the River Cats dugout, the home dugout. Opened up the net. We go through across the whole diamond to the the Cats bullpen in the right field corner, and yeah, we caught a bullpen with him. He lifted one foot up, put one foot over the wall. We had to go around and use the door. <laughs> yeah uh tyler gets in the squat um and he starts he starts throwing a ball but we he had to remove the tarp from the from the mound and he just starts throwing a bullpen it was incredible then i was like can i get a few so i hopped yeah. for a few pitches i got my fair share uh tyler came back and it was just a really cool moment he was trying out different pitches for us right yeah and you know definitely uh, i haven't caught a bullpen in a long long time but i definitely have never caught a bullpen from like a, an 11 or 12 footer uh and so just the angle the ball comes down at is weird you know he's putting different movement on it um and so yeah i mean that was really cool so d despite us not being able to see a whole banana ball show the the light delay turned into like a, a story that we'll have for a lifetime, man. Yeah. He was throwing like, like 75 too with like you mentioned the different movements and he was talking about trying out like a different breaking ball and everything. And it was a, it was a really cool, really cool experience for sure. Um, and uh, we got to know him. Like that was the bottom. That was the coolest part. I think we catching the bullpen was awesome. We'll never forget it. But we got to know Dakota Albritton, the person, right? As we're yeah. walking back, you know, when it was all over, we walked back with him. 
We asked him about kind of where he's from, his upbringing. And the one thing that sticks out, I always remember it. He said that he loves, he, he, loves the game so much right he loves the game so much and he always wants to play it uh and i think we asked him even like what came first like the stilts or the baseball (laughs) yeah yeah and you know hopefully no no, not spoiling anything hopefully you know hopefully we'll get to have him tell some of these stories on the pod here soon but yeah you know he said he loved baseball the the baseball came first and he said that he just wanted to do something that no one else did. So he just decided he wanted to learn how to walk on stilts and then he combined the two. Yeah. My favorite part about that is, and <laughs> I don't think I've talked to you about this since, but do you remember when he took them off and he was like, guys, I'm, I, I, I'm not falling. Okay. I'm just taking off my stilts and he face planted <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Like, Whoa. I thought that was funny. Um, And then he took them off and not to uncover the secrets, of course, but um he's he's not a big guy by any means without the stilts um and uh he he mentioned the uh the kind of the wear and tear it put on his body but just a really good guy you know just a good dude um i remember we were walking back in from the bullpen uh and and it smelt of marijuana and what did he say he's like somebody <laughs> i can't remember what he said but he's like Somebody's burning the, I can't do it. He's got a country, thick country accent. I can't remember what he said, but. Yeah, I forget exactly what he said, but he was, uh, his, he, he was intrigued by the smells I'll say. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was something like, uh, uh, someone's born in, uh, someone's burning the Lord smoke or something (laughs) or the the devil's lettuce, the devil's lettuce. (laughs) Um, but yeah, what was cool, like you said, afterwards, we got to get to know him a little bit and talk to him a little bit. And while we were hanging out in the dugout, there were a couple other guys kind of clean up too. And they operate just like a lot of teams do where like, if you're the rookie on the team, you get some of the, the shit job. So there was like one of their rookies in there, like cleaning up all the sunflower seeds and all the bottled water and stuff. And so we were talking to him a little bit. Now we got to talk to the video guy who, you know, was talking about setting up. Cause I think they were on ESPN plus. two or three uh, plus a couple days later. And so he was talking about how he had to get like all the streams set up and everyone was just, you know, super nice, super, you know, down to earth and approachable, um, which wasn't too, too surprising when you see how, you know, them on social media, you assume they're probably going to be pretty fun, laid back, entertaining guys. And, and they were. Yeah, the the rookie was breaking down boxes there in the corner yeah. of the dugout. Yeah, uh, and uh, and our good pal Bryce uh, had a bit of an injury, so uh, the rookie was asking about Bryce's hand, which was wrapped up. Uh, yeah. Bryce is gonna hate us for mentioning that, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, we were the last ones to leave. Yeah, we were the you. I think you were the last car in the parking lot, pretty much. Uh, no, in the I, didn't, I didn't parking lot this. at least. Yeah. I didn't tell you this, but like, I was trying to figure out how to get out. I was circling around for a little bit and I was like, God, I might be locked in here. Uh, and then finally, like I saw one more car at the edge leaving and then I found the exit and I was like, Oh, thank God. I had a fear that I was going to be stuck there. Um, only, only you would have to follow a car to get out of an empty parking lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some things that happened that would not have made that surprising early in the day. Tyler witnessed the worst of me on that Saturday afternoon. Uh, at one point uh when i was checking into my hotel room i came back to the car and i I was like god i can't find my phone it's not in the car 
It's not in the hotel room. And then we walked into the front counter and there it was and it's glory laying on the counter. So I'm like a yeah, little just... kid. So Tyler got to watch me for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to babysit Steven for a night, but uh, <laughs> no, it was really cool. I mean, if they came back, I would definitely want to go. Me too. Back. I think it'd be like a fun, you know, once a year, every couple of years, whenever they come through town, I'd be down to to check them out, man. Absolutely. And I would advise anybody out there listening to do it as well. And we, you know, if we see anything bananas related, we are going to share it because that kind of stuff, that kind of energy needs to be shared to baseball fans who for 150 years have been very serious about their sport. And it's time to get a little bit of fun in baseball. And I think the bananas do do a very great job of doing that. Yeah. And, it, and it's really affordable too. I mean, face value, I mean, they could probably charge a lot more than they do. I think face value is $25 on these tickets. Uh, so, you know, even if you're kind of lukewarm on it or you're not sure, you know, if you, if you ever get the chance to check it out, I'd say, check it out. Worst case, you'll have a, a two hour show to walk, to sit through and you'll probably be able to have a, a glizzy like Steven and a beer like me and Bryce and, and get through it and enjoy yourself. I had a beer too. A beer. Yes. Good job. Yeah, but yeah, you know, it's still you're at a ball game. There's baseball involved. So even if it's not your favorite brand of baseball, I think you'll enjoy it. It'll be fun. And, you know, you can say you saw a banana ball. Yeah, without a doubt. And and we had had the idea of kind of doing like a series type thing on banana ball. And we wanted to start it off kind of with uh, our story on uh, on how we experienced it and uncovered the layers. And our experience was different from a lot of people's experience. We had the power outage. We had playing catch with stilts. It was amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, it was it was good. I like you said. I think it's definitely something to to turn back to whenever they're here next. And the next day was funny. Turn on the Giants game. There they are, living it up in a suite at the Giants yeah. game at Oracle Park. Yeah, you know, Dakota had mentioned that they were gonna go down there. It sounded like they just had like tickets, and they they you know we're just gonna go down and check out a Giants game and. Yeah, I turned on the ball game as well. And who's partying in a suite besides, you know, the the bananas and the party animals. And so glad they uh, glad they got to get on there. And Kruk and Kai shouted them out on the broadcast as well and talked about all they're doing for baseball. And, uh, you know, I, I agree with what they said because I, and, you know, we we lived it the night before and they I think they're doing a lot of great stuff for baseball. So so check. I would strongly suggest checking them out. Definitely, without a doubt. Um, well, Tyler, I think we shut it down again. This is a, a kind of a, a shorter episode than we usually do, but we we got everything we wanted to out of the way, I think. Um, and again, more we are not done with the bananas. We could we can yeah. guarantee that there's definitely more to come on that front. Yeah, we will have some more bananas content, but that was our our uh, banana ball experience. Yes, for sure, it was a, a unbelievable experience, and. Um, if you want and to thank follow, you again, yeah. Snot, Snot Rocket Snot 40. Rocket. Thank you. Snot Rocket, Bryce, everybody that made that day happen. We had lunch in the morning with friend of the show, Andrew Pasquini, who's listening. We know he is. We also know our friend uh, Gianna Parenti is listening. And we also know, um, don't know, that was it. Just those guys. Um, <laughs> for some reason, I thought someone else was there too. But yeah, Bryce, Gianna, um andrew and of course not rocket for making that happen that was incredible and i'm glad that we could do a podcast or pod- podcasts plural um about the great uh great experience absolutely 
Cool. So yeah. Yeah. Everybody can follow the podcast on, uh, on Twitter at shutdown underscore inning. Uh, go ahead and subscribe uh, on YouTube and Spotify and uh, we'll get that done. And uh, yeah, more stuff to come. We'll get back into kind of the baseball grind soon as well. And see you next time. That's what's up.